Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And I am, of course, your host, Michael Sherlock. And all month long in March, I don't, or March, April, I don't even know what month it is anymore. Every day in the month of April, we are talking about something that I don't know, seems to coordinate with a special day in April. And that is the day that we all tend to have to pay more money. So I figured let's talk about how money matters to us all month long. And my guest today, not only I think is going to give us some really incredible things to think about, but he's going to do it in a way that you definitely won't forget. He has got not only a great background, but an incredible personality. Damien Lupo calls himself the chief honey badger at EQRP company, financial underdogs and host of, well, you know, he's, he's our guest today. Now his mission is to break the shackles of 1 million to free them from financial bondage. And so how does he do this? He, he works with a tool that he's created and it's a fusion of financial literacy and a little known strategy called the EQRP that allows investors to control their retirement money. Although I know he doesn't like the word retirement. So we may get into that and get off the wall street roller coaster, which is something many people would like to do. He's also bestseller, bestselling author of 12 books on personal finance, investment, and retirement planning. He hosts the Financial Underdogs podcast, has owned more than 50 companies, and is the founder of his own martial art called Yokito. Now, before I let him talk about more about himself, I just thought this was really interesting. Two other points that I just want to pull out. One is he says, perhaps his fierce independence and self-reliance as you know, what has made him who he is today has something to do with the fact that he grew up in Alaska, dodging polar bears, working at 80 below zero in the Arctic circle. And, you know, that's going to make anybody question, you know, a lot of things, but this was what I really loved in college. He had so many great stories about college, but one of the things that just frustrated him to no end was something I think you can all think about the monopoly by campus bookstores (laughs) to hold us hostage, to buy books at one point in time, sell them back to the bookstore and then buy them again and sell them again. And so I know that he's looking at way we deal with our finances and a lot of, through lots of different lenses. So it's a very long intro, but Damien, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Michael, I appreciate you having me. It's good to be here. I, I kept, I was telling you before we started taping, as I was reading through your bio, I just kept chuckling at so many things because I, I know your perspective uh, about financial literacy for any of us is about breaking through some of the norms and things that we've always been taught that that's how it is. It's the only way it is. And that's the way you better do it. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So I gave some of the highlights to your bio, but I think it's always best coming from my guests. So tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Well, it's funny when you were doing the intro, it was a great intro. I, it just made me really think about me as a, as a person. I just don't like being told what to do. I don't like being, <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, the reason I started a bookstore in college 
and then got thrown out of college because I put the other bookstore out of business was mm-hmm. because I didn't, I didn't like being manipulated and ripped off and cheated. And that's, that's what I see going on. And I've been watching this for years. I in the beginning of my investing days, 20 years ago, when I, I started doing real estate stuff, I was finding a way to create housing for people that couldn't qualify within the system. The system was mm-hmm. meant to basically put you in a box. And if you fit great, if you didn't, you couldn't get a house. And so I helped solve that problem and did it for years and made millions of dollars. And, and what has happened since then, I realized there's an even bigger problem. And that is that people are afraid of getting older and running out of money before they run out of their life. And so yeah. there's a manipulated system that Wall Street and Congress has conspired to get there on. And most people don't have a clue really how it works. They just smoke a bunch of hopium and that's their plan. And I was like, <laughs> I got to do something about this. And it's so, so really the, the focus for me, for the EQRP company and the financial underdogs podcast that I do is to help people see the truth. And it's often not comfortable. And I'm still waiting to get deplatformed when I, when I rub somebody raw and they say, Ooh, get him off of Twitter, get him off of Apple because he's conflicting with our narrative. But the reality is I don't really care. I, I'm more, I care more about the people. I don't care about somebody's technocracy that they need to protect. That's not, that's not my focus. I don't care if I have to leave the platform. I'm not going to leave the truth. Right. I love that. Um, and I, I had, for, I didn't mention yet, and I'm glad, I, I think it's a great counterpoint too, that not only were you frustrated by the campus bookstore, didn't want to be told that you had to do it. You, you decided to start selling, you know, creating your own bookstore in your dorm room, which you're right. Then when you push sometimes too many buttons or you, you uncover a truth that somebody would like to either have hidden or be muted, you know, when, don't look, don't look behind the curtain over here. Just pretend it's not there. Then when you start to call it out, it makes people very uncomfortable. And sometimes the only way they respond is to shut you down, push you out or push you away because the, it's just panic. It becomes like, oh my God, what if this really, what if, what if all the layers of this house of cards really start to fall? Well, and that's, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot, a lot of on social and in media, we're seeing a suppression of, of facts and people say, well, we have to fact check. Well, basically we've got a certain narrative and this is all the, you know, from the, the medical, the pandemic stuff, all the way through to the money scene. If you have an opinion that's outside of the mainstream or the big institutions, you get shut down. And there's a lot of pressure for, you know, from a lot of different angles. And, and it's, and it's hard because, you know, if all of a sudden you don't have a platform, you can't just yell into the wind and nobody's going to hear you. So it's, right. it's really challenging. And in, in, the, in the space that I spend most of my time with the EQRP company, we're giving people power and control, literally checkbook control of their retirement money so that they can leave the mutual fund world, the Wall Street world, and get out of 401k jail so they can invest in real things like real estate, cryptocurrency, gold, private businesses. That is totally foreign because what they've been told, what we've all been told our whole lives is hand your money over to somebody because you're too stupid to monitor and manage your money. It's too complicated. And, and don't worry, everything will be fine in 30 years. It's a long-term investment. Even though they're going to trade and do it in microseconds with high-frequency trading, they're telling us a totally different thing because we're, it's like Facebook. We are the product. We are what they feed on. It's called fees. And it's, it's frustrating when you realize that's going on. But then when you wake up and you take the blue pill, you can leave the matrix and actually have a chance for freedom. So just because it's timely as we're taping this, what are your thoughts then on this whole Robin Hood and GameStop thing? Because it was, from my perspective, it was fascinating to watch and really, uh, you know, like breaks through, um, especially to, you know, younger investors, what they, what they are capable of and power that 
they'd never maybe had known before they could have. Well, it, it's interesting because you see two things. You see the power in the mob and we can call those groups, we can call whatever we want, but it was literally a mob. It's like when you have everybody voting or they're all you know, burning things together or they're investing together, there is a, a force and a power. What you, we also saw was that these institutions have more power. They can literally stop people from even doing things like what happened with Robin Hood when, and I, and I did a, a, an episode where basically what happened is you had all these short sellers on Wall Street and they, these the the Reddit folks wanted to do a squeeze. They wanted to buy and push the squeeze, you know, the short sellers into a place where they'd lose money, which they did, but not mm -hmm. for long, because ultimately when the price went up, the short sellers went in from from companies that that Ken Griffin and Cohen, these guys that with Melvin Capital, they went and they said, "Hey, Robin Hood, we um, we want you to stop letting people buy." And so right before they did that. They put they put short positions in place so that when there's no buyers and there's only shorts, it pushes the price down. So they made billions and billions of dollars, and all the Robinhood buyers were allowed to buy one share of of GameStop. Yeah. So yeah. even though the mob and the groups were able to do things and push the price, they still didn't control the system, and that's the problem. The system we saw that the the system can absolutely crush the people because it's so powerful and it can change the rules, and that's the biggest yeah. problem I see. There, it's not a fair playing field. Well, and that was so interesting. I actually was watching CNBC when uh, when the CEO of Robinhood, I can't think of his name, when he did his live interview. And all I could think is he's not telling the truth because the question was, you know, is somebody stopping you from, I mean, like, why would you stop these trades? I didn't buy his answers. And all I thought is there's somebody sitting out his, you know, on the other side of the door going, you better say the right things. Here's your script, stick to it. Because it seemed, it seemed awfully convenient um, for the establishment, I guess. There's, there, there's a lot of push and there's a lot of problems when you have a very, a very regulated system. There's capital calls that are, that are part of the system. So Robinhood couldn't just do anything it wanted. It had to make sure that it could make, that's why it had to, it had to raise billions of dollars to make sure it had, it had the capital in place that otherwise they get shut down. They can't actually function. They can't move through the, the equity markets. So there's, there's a lot that we weren't told and it's the mm -hmm. behind the curtain stuff. And, and that's where a lot of the fraud and the manipulation and really the screwing goes on because we don't know what's going on. And, and, but ultimately when you see people, I mean, what we think we saw happen is not actually what happened. You have to go behind the scenes and there's no disclosure for that. So I think that's right. the, the thing that people are getting frustrated about. They're realizing that they're not being told the truth and, and you have to dig deeper. And then when you dig deeper, you see a lot of censored platforms and it gets really frustrating. And then, and then the word that comes out is, well, it's conspiracy because you're, you're reading from some alt site. And I'm like, wait a second. Is it just the official narrative? Is this communist China? Is this you know, the Soviet Union? Like, what's the official narrative? I feel like we're in an episode of Atlas Shrugged slash 1984. Mm -hmm. And we have to be willing to challenge these, these official narratives and dig a little bit deeper and try to put the pieces together. It's not just not John Grisham. This is reality. Like, we've got to go deeper and look for the truth. It's really true. And in it's, it, you know, I, the fact that, you know, you think about the last, I don't know, really 10 years, you know, all how, how we have been getting more divided, you know, as, as country, as people, as parties, whatever. And what I think we are keep missing is not just the division, but the, the opportunity to dialogue and ask better questions. Because, it, you know, if we say, hey, it's, you're just spouting conspiracy theory, but you haven't asked the right questions or you haven't dug in, how can you, how can you make that statement and feel confident in it? Um, it's, it, 
it might feel more comfortable to you. But if we continue just to, you know, I guess, eat from the tray that everybody's eating on without, you know, seeing if there's some other way or some other preparation, then we're, we, there is no truth in that. I mean, it's, it really does get down to the fact that we have to be willing to look at different things and pull that curtain behind or from behind. Well, and, and if you, if you, if anybody that's ever seen the matrix, when you, there's the one character that basically just wants to go back into the matrix so he can yes. enjoy the, the fake steak, but is it real? Yes. I don't know. Our minds will tell us one thing. And a lot of people just would rather have the fake steak because the alternative it's, it's like, if you dig deeper into a lot of the quasi conspiracy, the things from nine 11, all the way forward, if you just dig back and you start asking really intelligent questions, the, the road you go down is is actually really disruptive and it makes you question everything, which for most people, it's too exhausting. And so mm -hmm. it's hard to even ask questions. It's like, well, I'm just going to go work. I got my family, a little bit of football and that's it. I'm done. Like, I don't have any energy. And that's, I think that's what the, the system and the powers that be, the elites would like us to do is be too exhausted. Like last year was a really productive year for me and I'm more exhausted because I was so engaged and I thought, this is interesting. Whether you're exhausted because you're trying to survive or you're exhausted because you're thriving, you're still exhausted, which makes sure that you don't have any energy to go question anything. So I was like, well, this is an effective system to keep us from challenging anything. So I was over in my mind and I was like, okay, I need to take a break from this because it was exhausting thinking about all that stuff. I mean, when you start questioning the way you're questioning, the way you're questioning and thinking about the questioning, then you need to take a break. <laughs> it's it's a, it, I did some work with a, um, a coach and, and psychologist years ago and and we did a lot of work on observing our thinking and and there's when you start observing your thinking it's really fascinating to observe yourself because you can mm -hmm. you're able to step out and it's it's useful and you can go down the deepest rabbit hole ever and i and it's so for wherever you want to take that or nowhere it's it's just something that's a useful thing so that you can up being a robot or a zombie if you choose mm -hmm. to not be a zombie i think most people are are sleepwalking through life Mm -hmm. I think so too. It's funny you mentioned that too. I have a uh, sales coaching program that we're just launching now. And part of the, you know, part of the, uh, the element of it isn't for me to teach you, here's the, the way to have close a sale. It's all about, do you understand the type of salesperson you are? And do you use it to your advantage? And do you figure out where your weaknesses are and understand when you're, when you might be triggered to use them? So in other words, you know, diving deeper into yourself, looking at yourself more closely and start instead of trying to follow, here's my seven steps to be a better salesperson. It's all about self-reflection because the more you ask yourself the questions, the more you pull yourself back from scenarios and you can get yourself out of those things where you might normally trip and fall and do it over and over again. That's a fact. I, I, always, I always think it's, it's funny too to look at sales and when you're really, when you really think about sales, what, what somebody that's selling and we're all selling people that say, I hate sales. I'm like, you have kids, you're selling every day. Are you crazy? So yep. like we mm -hmm. are selling and, and to say, I don't want to learn about sales is naive and stupid because you're really, you're lessening your ability to have a, a fulfilled life because you're constantly going to be sold versus understanding how to sell. And, and really when you're talking about other people, either you learn how to sell so you can understand how people are selling you or you do it for, your ability to help guide people or you do it for both and and really selling it's not about the three probing probing questions that get somebody to you know to trick them into saying yes it's literally being a part of somebody's guide to help them make the decision that they really already want to make they just need to borrow some confidence and yes. and understand it's really fascinating because selling is the highest paid profession in the world 
and and yet people say, oh, I don't like selling. I don't want to sell. It's because we we envision this idea of of par salespeople or yeah. or you know just sliminess. And the reality is, great salespeople are awesome. And it's and you really have to. It, and it's something you can you can develop. Anybody can develop that skill. Absolutely. I, I, we are exactly speaking the same language. <laughs> That's almost some of the same exact words that I use. So tell us just a little bit about this EQRP. You know, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, hmm, I wonder what that would mean. Cause you, you started to hit it a little bit in terms of it really being a tool that people can use to help break them free from, you know, the wall street chains. You know, what, what is, tell us a little bit about it. It's the EQRP is, is a tool for somebody to take their old 401ks, their IRAs, their thrift savings plans, any type of qualified plan that somebody has. Qualified means it's a tax shelter. The, the government says, we are not going to do a good job making sure people have enough money in their retirement because we're too broke. And so they say, we're going to give you an incentive to put your money away and to grow it and build it. The problem is Wall Street took that and said, let's make sure everybody gets tricked into buying mutual funds. And that's their only plan. And so people think that that's the only option. The EQRP is the alternative. It really allows you to do everything you're already doing and then have a checkbook with your money. So you roll your old money in. You can also contribute money. I'm going to talk about that because being in April, we're at tax season. And a lot of people look at, maybe they look at last year. You're, you're like, oh man, I made too much money in 2020. And, and I know this is like a first world problem. Oh, I made too much money. But it is a problem. You make too much money, you hustle, you grow a business, you, you create stuff. And you say, I got a tax bill. Well, one of the things that changed in January of 2021 was you can go back in time. You can literally say, I want to set up a retirement plan. I want to set up an EQRP for 2020 and then contribute for it for 2020 and reduce your taxable income. And so you can get tax deductions. You can invest that money in real things, not just in stocks and paper smoke, but like literally apartments, houses, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, physical gold and silver, notes, like all these cool things. And, and people go, this seems crazy or too good to be true. And I'm like, yeah, you've been brain damaged by Wall Street for the last forever. And that's really what's going on. There's, there's the ability to do it, but then there's the marketing to tell you that it's, it's supposed to be this other way. Well, that's just somebody trying to make money off your ignorance. Yeah, that's very true. And I remember the first time that I, um, <clears throat> you know, when I tell you this, it'll make you cringe, but it is, it's the reality of it is when I was uh, in my late 20s and I was going through a divorce and, you know, all of a sudden money is incredibly tight. You know, you, your, your world changes. And I cashed out, you know, my little small, what, $5,000, you know, 401k or whatever I had, because I had to, I had to live on it. But then when you see what that does and how much is taken away and you're, it's so not only demotivating, it made, it was the first time I went, well, why does somebody else get to take my money? that I've worked hard to put away for. I, I had, it was, you know, it's kind of like that first time you see FICA on your check, you know, check and you're like, wait, who is this FICA? And why are they taking a big portion of my paycheck? And that, that sense of helplessness, like, well, it's just the way it is. So I'm going to hand over more of my money to the government. And that's my penal, you know, I'm being penalized for the fact that I needed to have access to the money at that time. Our, our system is definitely set up to feed on us, whether it's the government or wall street the healthcare system. It's and the only the only counterpunch to that is is intelligence through education. You have to get smarter because there are rules there, whether it's taxes and this is the month where people go, oh my gosh, I gotta pay taxes. I mean, right now what what people used to think was that there was this tax freedom day and it was around May. 
The reality is it's not Memorial Day. It's more like Labor Day. And what I mean by that is you're literally working with all the tax fees and everything. You're literally working until Labor Day, which is ironic and probably fitting. You're working until September to pay all that stuff until like September until the end of the year is when you actually work for you unless you actually understand the system. If you understand the system, you can work the whole time and keep that because you're doing something that the government wants you to do. They have a lot of incentives if you're willing to do and behave the way that they want you to, to grow the economy. But if you don't, you're going to be working until September for the system. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Goodness. It's a little depressing, but I, I totally get it. Well, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Imagine starting a long journey without a map or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion, but without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long-term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get the Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. And we are back and I'm talking again with Damian Lupo. And I'll tell you what, you, you've got my, you know, you got my mind going on a lot of things and I, and I totally, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you this whole thing. Um, and I think that it's part of the reason I wanted to have this be this, the series for this month is because we are thinking more about money and taxes and investments. And, you know, uh, I, I remember my, uh, my son, who's almost, well, he's almost 30. He, he will be 30 here in a couple of days. Um, you know, when he's like, oh, it's great. He's so excited about getting money back, you know, from his income taxes every year. And I'm like, you don't, that's, that's a, you're not winning by that. You know, that, that you're not winning by just getting a big lump sum because you didn't, you know, how you, you, uh, you held money back throughout the year, but you know, that takes that, that's just one of so many things that we all have to learn in our lives to figure out how to, to, you know, make sure we're moving ahead financially. So all my guests, I know you've already shared a, a, a bunch of ideas, but you know, specifically I'm asking all my guests this month, you know, what are your top tips that we should all be saying, okay, Damien says do this, this, and this, and I'm going to be at least making some better choices for my financial well-being. A couple of things that I do, and, and I think these are useful for everybody. It doesn't matter what level. You're starting out, you're in college, you're, you're 50, 60 years old. There, every single day, I, I do transfers. And I, I think this came from a book called Profits First, I think. It was some ideas, and I went, that, that fits me, and I went and started doing it. And so every day from, from my business, I, I'll take a distribution every single day. So it might be 50 bucks, it might be a couple thousand dollars. And you could do that with your, your life, however your life is structured. And the reason you do that is because it's a constant little dopamine hit. It's like, oh, this is my money. So whatever you're spending money is, and, and you can do the same thing and you should do the same thing with your future pile. You say, okay, every day I'm transferring over a dollar, $10, $100, whatever that is into your retirement account. And this is just, we'll call it the, the, the tax shelter account because I don't really mm-hmm. like the idea of retiring, but this is, it's your freedom account. It's your future freedom account. We'll call it FFA. And, and so you're, you're doing this transfer and what you do is you continue to get these dopamine hits of progress. If you don't see progress, if you like, okay, my, my progress is I got a tax refund, yay. And then you go out and you blow it on something. That's not much progress. But every day, if you can see that progress, what happens is you start saying, I want more. 
and it's a mm -hmm. positive more. More isn't necessarily better. More is just more unless it's better. And in this case, it's better. On the other side, on the spending side, I do the same thing where every day I pay off all my credit cards. So whatever I spent the previous day, they all get paid off. Two things that happens from this. One, well, there's three things. One, you, it feels good. You're like, oh, debt-free. That's, that's good. And if you're not debt-free yet, then get debt-free and then use the system. But there, so you're debt-free. The second thing is your credit score will actually go up significantly because you won't have it. When the way that the credit score system works, every month, the credit companies, the credit cards just report and you could be paying off your credit card, but they'll just report, hey, you have a balance. It looks like you're utilizing your credit. So when I started doing this, my credit score went up 70 points and I don't have any debt, but it was just the way the timing they were reporting. So you never really have any debt. And then at the end of the month, you don't go, oh my God, I've got a 10 or $12,000 bill. You have right. no bill. It makes it, it takes a lot of stress out of our lives to do these daily contribution distributions and, and payoffs. And so those are, I mean, it's, it seems very simple and yet very few people do it. And there's a reason we're stressed because we're choosing to be stressed. We're making mm -hmm. choices or avoiding choices. And I say that that's a lack of personal responsibility. It's more of being a victim and not taking control. When you're not taking action, you're being a victim. And, and that's on you. That's on nobody else. It's not the government's fault. It's not your mom's fault. It's your fault. And so you can mm -hmm. do it. Larry Wingett said it best on his book cover. He said, your life is your own damn fault. I mean, that's, that's true. <laughs> It's so true. You know, I love this. I, I was thinking when you were talking about, you know, making a transfer to the FFA, Future Freedom Account, I like that, um, every day. You know, when I was, you know, earlier in my life when I was, you know, financially strapped and trying to make it, you know, in your head, you're like, okay, I will be good. And every paycheck, I will put X dollars towards my savings. But then by the time you get the paycheck, you had that extra bill and you had that extra whatever, and you want to go out for dinner. So you forget about it. Or you like next month, I get it next month. I, I'll pay double, but you don't. But if you even started at $1 a day to transfer it from, you know, your checking to your savings to, as you're building this or whatever, you're, I can see that you're building the habit. It's a part of every single day. And before you know it, you'd have something and then you're going, well, I don't want it to be a dollar. I want it to be $5 or, you know, $3 or whatever. Then you are building success, but you're building a habit that uh, that's really healthy. It's also a muscle. And a lot of times people, it, the, the problem with finance is that people think that money is the solution. They think that if I get the lottery ticket or if I if I get a big payday, if I, if I flip a house and I make $100,000 or I enter into an apartment or my business sells, then I'm good. And, and you're wrong. You're not good. You're screwed because the yeah. lottery event means you have money, which is your content, which your dollars, but you don't have the context of being a rich person, of being wealthy. So what happens with somebody that's still a poor, scarce-minded, scarce-spirit person, they get a bunch of money and they get rid of it. They literally banish it because there's no alignment between the, between the two. And so you can't, that is not the solution. The solution is building up your muscle so that when the money shows up, you're, you're ready for it and you embrace it. You don't get rid of it. I've seen, I saw my own mother do this where she inherited some money and she was not a rich person. She was a poor person. And I love my mother, but unfortunately she got rid of all the money and it took her about yeah. a year. And it was like, everybody else needed it. And I go, you're always broke because you choose to always be broke because you haven't developed that muscle. You're just because you got the money doesn't mean anything. And she could have been financially free, but she was financially in prison because of her choices. And we have to start developing it. It's not overnight and it's not about a dollar. It's about the experiences. My, yeah. I was doing some work with Robert Kiyosaki and he said that, he goes, look, you guys, wealth is not about 
dollars or cash flow. It's about the experiences. And so if you don't have the experiences where you stub your toe, you fall on your face, you bleed a little bit, you're not going to build up the actual wealth. The wealth is the experiences. And I go, I must be a trillionaire because I've been doing everything wrong. So it was, it was, fun. it was funny, but it's also very true. Yeah. And, you know, um, in just the sense, you know, going back a little bit too, where you're talking about, um, you know, even paying off your credit card every day is that you're right. There is so much stress, especially for people who are not, you know, you know, that are living a little tighter financially. There's that stress in the back of your mind of, okay, I had to put that on the credit card. I wonder what the total is going to be. I wonder if I'll, you know, you might not even think about it consciously, but self-consciously it's back there. And so you're adding other stress, but what you're also doing in that stress is you're, you are continuing the belief that money brings you bad things. You know, it brings money, makes it stressful. Money makes it money is tight or whatever, instead of I can have power and I can control my money. Money is not, I'm not going to give the money the control of this. I'm, I'm in control of this. It, it, it's true. And it, it, going back to this whole idea of building this muscle, when you do, when you go pay off your credit cards, it's like doing a rep with a two pound weight. You can do that. You can do it dozens and dozens, hundreds and thousands of times. Go try to lift a 400 pound bar as your first thing. And that's what people do. And it's like every month, it's a 400 pound bar and you're more likely to hurt yourself or stress about it. You're going to end up with cancer or brain damage or something because of the stress. And instead, if you do, if you lift up that one bar and you do it every day, guess what? You're actually going to be addicted to that. You're going to eat better because your body wants to, it's craving nutrition. It's the same thing. When you pay off your credit card, you're more, you're more conscious of what you're doing. So you're less likely to go do stupid things because you're like, I'm going to be paying this thing off tomorrow with real cash as much as cash is real, you're going to say, do I really want to do this? It brings you into a place of presence that is where all the control and power is. If you don't, if you're not in the present moment, you don't have any power. And that's where people disconnect. 30 days out, there's no power. There's just pain. It's the wrong P. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, I just, we could have a whole long conversation about this. I, it's where you're talking. I'm just thinking how many different topics we could have just on that alone, just the psychology of the pain associated with money. And there's a lot of people that feel that. And I, um, I had a, uh, um, a guest on the podcast uh, last year and his, his book is, uh, he has a book that's designed, you know, for kind of my son's age, you know, so, you know, kind of that, you know, getting done with college or done with college. And you're really now trying to make the next steps in life. And it's a great book. I really love it. But even he, he and I have had this discussion about, you know, what aren't we getting, you know, people younger and younger to understand and practice about money so that they don't have to wait until they have stubbed their toes 15 times in their 20s and screwed it up in their 30s and finally maybe found some peace in their 40s. <laughs> and now they're like, okay, maybe I can retire. Um, you know, these are lessons that we are propagating the wrong way in, in our society because I guess because it's always been done that way. It, it has been, and our, our system is fundamentally flawed. And it, it comes down, one of the things that's come up in the last year, especially you have people that are, that are out rioting, and regardless of the, the political or the, uh, the race concerns around BLM, the problem with a lot of people that were out there setting things on fire is the true people that were protesting that there's something wrong, it wasn't what they thought. And, and yes, I, I get there's, there's race issues and they have been for, for centuries. What's really going on for everybody is a financial system that's corrupt where it's being, where we have these dollars and this fiat currency that's being printed out of nowhere. And it's screwing everybody that's actually working because the money is being printed faster than you can save it. It's being printed faster than you can invest it. 
And so what's happening is we're losing our ability to purchase and save and create future wealth. We're, we're just chasing something. Why do people have to have two income households? They didn't have to before, but now it's like freaking required or you're struggling. And it's because the system is corrupt, but we don't talk about that. We say, oh, it must be white entitlement or privilege or something. And I'm like, wait, what about the banking system? It's the hidden thing. It's the big monster. It's the 800-pound gorilla. And when you understand that, you say, okay, well, if that's the case, am I going to fix that? No, but I can fix how I'm interacting with it and do something different. And it's, it's these things like not letting money take control of you, using it, understanding how to use debt so it's not being used against you, and understanding how to have real assets working for you. So like Warren Buffett said, you figure out a way so that when you're sleeping, you're, you're making money because if you don't make money when you're sleeping, you'll be working the rest of your life. True. And I just, I, I had somebody that I was talking to a few weeks ago and it was a person in their twenties and they were not, they were a little uncertain about why everybody was arguing over whatever the, you know, stimulus bill is going to be, uh, you know, to, to help everybody from COVID. And I said, it's not that easy. You know, I mean, the, this is, this is more complex. And she said, I don't understand. We can print more money. And I went, wow. <laughs> yes, we can. That doesn't mean it has value. <laughs> it, it's, it's a fraud to think that we can do this, but we've been convinced that there's a freebie. And right. it actually is confusing to me to think about people that are so wound up about their stimulus check. And I understand that there are people that are, that, are literally struggling to put food on the table and they're deciding between medication and food. I get it. You know, I've, I've been, I've, I've, I've been, I've been homeless living out of my car. Like I've been there, been upside down millions of dollars and, and like afraid. So I've been through some of that stuff and I, and my heart goes out to people that are doing it. Here's the shift though. If you don't shift your mind, you're never going to shift your life. And when you say it'll solve my problem, if I have $600, you're lying to yourself. What will, mm -hmm. What will solve your problem is you taking ownership and saying, I'm going to shift something. I'm going to be, I'm going to develop something. Well, I know that we got, we could talk on this all day long. So uh, we'll have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now and learn more about all that you do, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, best thing to do is actually, I mean, most of the focus I have is on with the EQRP stuff. And if you want to learn about that, just text the word EQRP to 72,000. And you'll get, you'll get a report. It'll help you understand what it is and how you might be able to use it. Or if you want to be a superhero, it'll give you information that you can share with somebody else because people that are either retiring or they're afraid about their future, if they understand they have options, then literally one text, one word, EQRP to 72,000 could change your life and your friends and family lives. There, and, and just you know start with that. It's one step. You want, to go dig, you want to go down the rabbit hole with me? Join me on Financial Underdogs. Get something, get a tool. That one text could change your life. And, and what, what do you have to lose? It's you know your thumbs? I don't think so. It's only four, four letters. <laughs> E-Q-R-B. Yep, I think it could do that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Damien, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners? The, the biggest pain is, is paralysis because of a fear of mistakes. And we, we've been taught and trained and so we can blame it and then own it. So you can say, well, the school system taught me that I shouldn't make a mistake. It, to it told me that if, if I get 50% wrong, I'm a failure. And the reality is in the real world, if you get 50% wrong and you got 50% right, you're a billionaire. So we're, if you start thinking about that, you go, wait a second, how many mistakes can I make? Mistakes are not going to eat you. You mentioned polar bears when I was, a, when I was my last like, job that I, I did when I was in Alaska. I had to dodge polar bears because if I ran into them in the Arctic Circle, they would eat me. I don't know any other jobs where you get eaten potentially on a daily basis, taking out the trash. Your mistakes are not going to eat you. 
you're going to learn, you're going to get rich because of your mistakes. And all I'm going to tell you is that the more mistakes, the wealthier you get. So go out there and stub your toe. Yeah. And 50% of the people hopefully uh, don't have to worry about getting eaten by a polar bear. So <laughs> I love it, Damien. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. This has been great having you on. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.